this series called The Winning Hand. The Winning Hand. And if you've missed the last couple of weeks, let me bring you up to speed. What we're looking at is how to have a winning hand in 2008. How to have a God-honoring life in 2008. How to have a successful life in 2008. And the only way to figure that out is by turning to the Word of God. God's Word tells us how to have a winning hand in 2008. Let me begin this message by asking you a question today. I realize some of you have grown up in church. How many of you grew up in a church where playing football was a sin? Anybody? Come on. Oh, yeah. You don't want to raise your hand, but come on and let me know. Oh, yeah. I mean, you grew up in church, and, and playing basketball and playing baseball was a sin. And how many of you grew up in a church? Because if you grew up in a church like that, then playing cards was not just a sin, but you were going to go to hate y'all. You even play Uno. You look at them Uno cards wrong, you're going to hate y'all. Quickly. Some of you are even nervous. I can't believe they got cards on the platform. You'll get over it in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> and, 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 and you grew up in one of those kind of churches, and everything was, was a sin. And, and because of that, some of you, you don't even, may, may not even understand the card games. You, you don't even know how to read the cards. Some of you, you, you look at this spade, and you, you thought a spade was just something you used in your garden. I mean, you, you don't know how to read the cards. Uh, you, some, some of you, you, you hear the word diamond, and you thought, you thought they were talking about what you wear on your finger. You, you, you don't know how to read the cards. Some of you, 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 you hear the word club, and, and you think about how you used to get your groove on, and some of you, you still getting your groove on, and that's a whole other sermon. I'll talk about that on another day. And the club, and you, you have no idea. Some of you thought that the, a full house was grandma's place at Thanksgiving. You, 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 thought, you thought a flush was what you do with your toilet stool every day. And you don't know how to read the cards. And friends, if you're going to be a successful card player, you have to know how to read the cards. And when it comes to spirituality and faith, many people have the same problem. They don't know how to read the cards. There are people that show up in church all across America every week, and, and there's this desire inside of them that says, I want to know God. I want to be closer to God. I want to connect with God. I want to live for God. And yet they show up to church, and they do not know how? There's a desire that says, I want to know God, but they don't know how to read the cards. They don't know how to grow closer to God. They don't know how to grow spiritually. They don't know how to connect with God. They don't know how to live for God. They don't know how to read the cards when it comes to their faith and spirituality. And what I want to do for you today is I want to talk to you about how here at People's Church, how do we help you grow spiritually? How do we help people know the Lord? How do we help people live for God? I didn't put this in your notes, and I should have. But before point number one, you can just write this down, spiritual growth process. Today I want to give you the spiritual growth process plan that we have at People's Church. How do we help people grow spiritually? Number one is this. You can fill in the blanks in your bulletin and take some notes. Number one, if you want to grow spiritually, the, the process that we have here at People's Church is you need to attend church faithfully. Attend church faithfully. You'll notice here it's a baseball diamond. And this is first base, which is attending church. And we're going to cover second base, third base, 
and home plate today so that you'll understand the spiritual growth process. How do we help people grow spiritually? You're going to get the inside scoop at People's Church today. You're going to see, listen, in our staff meetings, what we talk about, what consumes us, what we're all about, what we process, what we want the numbers on. We want to find out. This is our spiritual growth process, how we help people grow spiritually at People's Church. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse number 25 regarding attend church faithfully. It says, let us not neglect our church meetings, as some people do. And there are a lot of people in our society, even Christ followers, who, for whatever reason, neglect church. And he says, listen, don't neglect your church meetings, but encourage and warn each other, especially now that the day of his coming back again is drawing near. Listen, church, I want to encourage you to do something. Here at the very beginning of 2008... I want to encourage you to make the commitment to attend church faithfully. Some of you, it has not been a habit. You have not connected at a local church. It's not a habit in your life. You like to sleep in for whatever the reason. Listen, if you want to grow spiritually, you want to grow closer to the Lord, you want to live your life for God, you need to go to church, attend church faithfully. You say, Pastor, why church? Why, why should I go to church? Why should I make it a habit in my life? Why should, I, why should I make it a priority in my schedule every single week? Why church? Number one is this. Fill this blank in. Worship. Matter of fact, add the word corporate. Corporate worship. Every believer needs corporate worship. And Paul writes to the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 4. He says, when you are assembled. Now, now this is not your personal devotional time. Uh, church, at, church at Corinth, this is not your own prayer time. This is when you come together, assemble together as a congregation, as, as a church body for, for, for a corporate worship service. When you are assembled in the name of the Lord Jesus, you didn't get together to have fun. You didn't get together to play games. You got together in, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to lift him up. He says, listen, I am with you in spirit. And he goes, and the power, this is the clincher, and the power of our Lord Jesus is present. He says, listen, Church of Corinth, when you get together, assemble together in the name of Jesus Christ, there's something powerful that takes place in the corporate setting. God's presence and power is manifested in just a more real way, in a more powerful way. Matter of fact, he, he, what he's getting at is what, what Jesus gets at in, in Matthew chapter number 18 and verse number 20. When, when Jesus says, when, when two or three of you gather together in my name, when, when people get together in my name, he says, I am with you. I'm in the middle of that. In other words, in your own prayer time, in your own uh, personal worship time and devotion to the Lord, God's there. He'll meet with you, but there is just something powerful. There is something that's just uh, real, where God's presence is manifested just in a more real way. When we get together in corporate worship and lift up the name of Jesus Christ. His power is here in a more real way. I mean, that's why in a corporate worship setting, you'll see people crying. You'll see people getting full of joy. You'll see people getting breakthroughs. You'll see people getting touched of God. I mean, yes, God can touch you in your living room by yourself, but there's something powerful about corporate worship. When we get together and in corporate worship and that corporate anointing where God touches hearts and lives. And Paul says, hey guys, hey guys, don't neglect your church meetings. Don't neglect connecting together because we all need corporate worship where God's presence is just revealed in a more powerful way. There's a second reason we need corporate worship. Why church? For the teaching of God's word. Teaching of God's word. 
Romans 10 and verse number 17 says, so then faith comes. Everybody say faith comes. Don't miss that faith comes. You say, pastor, how do I get my faith to grow? How do I grow spiritually? How do I grow closer to God? Well, the Bible says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you want your faith to grow, you need to be in an, in an atmosphere where you're hearing the word of God. And friends, I'll guarantee you this. If you will attend church faithfully, your faith will grow as you learn the word of God. And as your pastor, I want you to know something. I'm committed to this. I'm committed that this church will be a Bible-preaching church. As you come week after week, our messages will be power-packed, full of Scripture, full of the Word of God, because God's Word changes lives and God's Word stirs up faith, and our faith grows as we hear the Word of God every single weekend. You say, Pastor, why church? Why church? For evangelism. Evangelism. You see, People's Church wants to partner with you to reach your unchurched family and friends. Matter of fact, we've designed these services. There's a reason we've designed the services like we've designed them. We didn't just design the service with church people in mind. We've designed these services thinking about you bringing your unchurched friends and your unchurched family to come and connect with God. And we want to partner with you and create an environment that it's a safe place to hear a dangerous message where your friends can come and they can connect and they can be in a friendly environment where they can be, where they can be loved, where they won't be freaked out, but they can come and there's going to be powerful worship, and there's going to be the teaching every weekend of God's Word, and they can experience God's love, and God's grace, and God's mercy, and God's forgiveness. And friends, we don't want you just to be committed to attend church faithfully, but we want you to invite your friends and your family to come and to connect with Jesus Christ and have their life transformed by God's power. You see, the Scripture says it like this in Romans chapter 10 and verse number 14. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they not have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? Now, this is not giving you an excuse not to preach in your own environment. You see, wherever you go, your workplace, your neighborhood, your school, you're called to be salt and light. You are a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But maybe you're in that work environment, in that school environment, in that neighborhood environment, in that home environment, and your friends, your family have turned a deaf ear to you. They don't want to hear you talk about the gospel, but, but yet you can say, hey, would you come to church with me? When you come, will you come to church? And when they come to church, we're going to preach God's word, the uncompromising message of Jesus Christ. And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And verse 15, and how can they preach unless they are sent? And God has sent me to Oklahoma City to pastor people's church and to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. As it is written, I love the end of verse 15. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. I almost wore my flip-flops today so you could see how pretty my feet are. Oh, yeah. Did you realize this? Did you realize this? That preachers and pastors have the most beautiful feet in the entire world. Oh, yeah. You, my feet shine. They glow. Like, so glow. It's pretty. They're, they're beautiful. Folks, I'm just playing. Loosen up. Some of you need to loosen up. I'm just playing. Relax. I got bunions on my toes just like you you got to get committed to church. Get committed to the local. You will grow spiritually. There's a, a, a second step to the spiritual growth process. Number two is this. Be committed to spiritual growth. Second base. Be committed to spiritual growth. It's, it's my prayer, church, that you won't settle 
for just coming to church. But every single day, you'll grow spiritually in your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You won't settle for just coming and hearing messages. You need that. You need corporate worship. You, you need to hear the teaching of God's Word. But you won't settle with just first base. You'll go to step two, second base, and you will have a desire to grow spiritually. There's two things I want to bring to your attention to help you here at People's Church to have a desire to grow spiritually. Number one is this. We have a class called Starting Point. Starting Point. We offer it around four times a year. It's going on right now. I think we're in our third week of it. You can jump right in the middle of it, but it's about a seven to eight week class. And in this class, you can call it a new believers class. You can call it a refresher course for believers. But in this class, we teach people how to pray, how to read the Bible. We teach people how to live for God how to overcome the devil, how to use their faith and overcome sin. We, we teach people how to live a victorious life in Jesus Christ. We, you see, some of you here, you're here and you go, I have a desire to live for God. There's something in me that says, I want more God and I want, I want to know God. But you don't know how to read the cards. You don't know what to do. I mean, you hear me use terminology and you go, what is he talking about? Well, I don't get that. And if you'll get to this class, we'll help you read the cards. We'll help you how to teach you how to pray. We'll teach you how to read God's Word. We'll teach you how to exercise your faith. But you have to have the desire to get there where you can begin to grow spiritually and learn how to equip yourself to get in God's Word for yourself. There, there, there's a second thing that we want you to do right here on second base. Get to starting point so you can learn in this class. Number two. We want to encourage you to pray and read your Bible every single day. Pray and read your Bible every single day. Church, don't miss this. I don't want you to miss this. Some of you are dying spiritually. And what you have to understand is that you will never survive spiritually on one meal a week. Never. You see, it would be like every single week if at 11 o'clock every Sunday, that's the only meal you ate every week. Can I say, if that's the only meal that you hate every week, you're not going to make it physically. You're going to lose years off your life. You're going to die because your body was not made to make it on one meal a week. And friends, it's the same thing spiritually. You're not going to survive. You're not going to thrive. You're not going to be all that God wants you to be if all you depend on is right here. You have to move to second base where you begin to pray and you begin to read God's word for yourself. That's the only way that you're going to thrive spiritually. And you say, well, Pastor, I want you to take me deeper. And I want you, I can only take you so far in a one-hour setting every week. You can only get so much out of your small group. And you need to be in a community group. And you need to get the starting point. And you, you need to hear God's word in corporate worship. But listen, if you're going to make it spiritually, you can't make it on one meal a week. You can't make it on two meals a week. You can't make it on three meals a week. Listen, you've got to get in God's word and be a self-feeder. A self-feeder. What a day we live in. Has anybody ever heard of the printing press? Folks, that's funny. Come on, laugh. Loosen up a little bit. Come on, there's this thing called, there's books. You get the Bible yourself. You can read yourself. You can pray yourself. It's a wonderful day. And I want to encourage you, after this service, go out there. We printed a bunch of these off. It's a 2008 Bible reading plan. And you're a little bit behind already, but if you'll read this every single day, you'll have read, read, through, you'll have read through the whole Bible in one year. So just start today, and next year on January the 20th, you'll have read through the Bible, the entire Bible, in one year. Let me tell you, I, I was going through some of my records last night, yesterday, just kind of cleaning up the house, and I saw my first license to preach. 
14 years ago, 1994, I was licensed to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And what a memory uh, that, that, that is in, in, in my life. And, and yet I look at what sustains me and what has sustained me before I started preaching, what's sustained me since I've started preaching God's Word. Let me tell you, it's not the one-hour church service or the hour-and-a-half church service that sustains me all these years. Let me tell you, what's keep, kept me spiritually strong That's spending every day in God's presence, in His Word, and in prayer. I don't care how powerful the church service is. You're not going to make it in one church service a week or two church services a week. You won't make it if you don't get in God's Word for yourself. Pick up one of these and get committed to praying and reading God's Word for yourself. Now, point number three is a very, very powerful point. You don't want to miss this at all. Oh, th- th- oh, sorry about that. Th- this, is, this is Josh. Josh, he was showing me. This is Tony Romo. He was explaining to me why the Dallas Cowboys didn't score that winning touchdown against the New York Giants. And he was kind of explaining to me, that's T.O. right here running around, and they, and he, they, they threw the and they missed it. And, and he, he, he thought the reason they messed up was, this is Jessica Simpson right here. And she, she them stupid Cowboys. I, let me move on. I just let me move on. Let me. Point number three. We, we get sidetracked in our office sometimes. We just kind of get off track a little bit. But let, point number three, point number three. First base is church. Second base is spiritual growth, that you have a desire to grow spiritually. Read God's Word for yourself. Pray for yourself. Number three is this, serve in a ministry. Serve in a ministry. Listen, when you get truly committed to growing spiritually, I'm not talking about playing games, going through the motions. When you get truly committed to growing spiritually, you move beyond second base of just ministering to yourself. And you move to third base in ministering other people. If you know the game of baseball, you don't score runs by staying on second base. The only way you score runs is you got to get to third and get on the home plate. And here's the problem with many Christians. Many Christians are stuck either on first or second base. They're stuck. And they either just come to church and they say, deeper, deeper, me, 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 deeper, deeper, my kids, my kids, what I want, what I want, what I like, what I like, me, 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 feed me, feed me, feed me, feed me, feed me, feed me. And they go, feed me, feed me, feed me. I want to go deeper, 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 deeper. But they never move beyond feeding themselves to ministering to other people. You know what I call these Christians? I call them constipated Christians. Oh, that's right. I said it in church. Amen. They're constipated. You see, a constipated Christian... They're always taken in, but they never give anything out. Now, I thought about for illustration purposes, but I changed my mind. I thought it may not be appropriate. I thought about asking you how many of you have been constipated this week, but don't raise your hand, please. I, don't want, I really don't want to know. But, but how many of you know? Now, I know you all have been constipated before. I know that. But listen, 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 listen. How many know when you're constipated, you don't feel good? Oh, you ain't faking me out. You don't feel good. And when you're constipated, you get more irritable. You complain more. You gripe more. Do you know why so many churches aren't being effective? You know why so many churches aren't reaching the unchurched in their community? Let me tell you why. Because they're full of constipated Christians. They're full of them. Me, 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 feed me, feed me, feed me, deeper, 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 me, 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 feed me, feed me, feed me, feed me. And they're irritable because they only think about themselves, so they just complain. I don't like the music. It's too loud. Feed me. Pastor's not deep enough. Feed me. Help me. Me, my kids, what I want. Me, I'm going to look for another church. Me, it's me. It's all about me. Am I reminding of anybody yet? And do you know? You know what some constipated Christians need? I'm going to tell you what they need. They need an enema. I'm going to tell you what, some of you in this place, you need some extra life spiritually. 
Some of you need to get the runs in Jesus' name. Oh, I said it. You listen. Don't, read, don't send me an email, email complaining. You wish you would have thought of this illustration. It's bad. I know it is. But it's the truth. You get so inward focused in you and you get so constipated spiritually. Life's all about you and what you want and you, you're never satisfied. You complain. Listen, there's no perfect church. You won't find one. But if you start looking beyond yourself to how can I make an impact in God's kingdom, how can I connect with other believers and make an impact, whether it's an usher or a greeter or a small group leader or a parking lot attendant or serving in the kids' ministry or serving with our students, but you say, listen, my life is not just supposed to be stuck on being constipated and all about myself, but I'm supposed to move on past third base to ministry. Yes, I need church. Yes, I need to grow spiritually. Yes, I need my own prayer life. Yes, I need God's word. Yes, I need to grow closer to God, but I don't stop there. I start ministering to other people. I'll tell you something that'll make you more like Jesus. Develop a servant's heart. Get your eye off yourself and get your eye on others. Amen. Say preach, pastor. Amen. Point number four. Point number four. There's a a fourth step to spiritual growth, the spiritual growth process. Number four is this. Stay connected in a community group. Stay connected in a community group. The Word of God says in Acts chapter 2 and verse number 44, and all the believers met together constantly. This was not something they just did once, every once in a while. They were commit. You want to know how the early church withstood all of that persecution? You want to know how the early church w- w- was turning the world upside down in the early days? They were together constantly and shared everything with each other selling their possessions, and dividing dividing with those in need. They worshiped together regularly at the temple each day. I mean, they did church every day. Not just once a week, every day they, they worshiped together in the temple courts. They met in small groups in homes. That they were committed to that. that. That's how they made it. That's how needs were met, and they cared for one another. And they grew, I mean, they met in small groups in homes for communion. You know, I think one of the best places to partake of communion is in a small group setting. And we do it in our main services, in these services, two to three times a year. But there's nothing like you get in a small group. Where you, and I, I, I encourage all of our community groups to take communion regularly. And remember what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary? I mean, what a great biblical model in this small group setting. They could just take their time. There was no rush. They could remember the the death of Jesus Christ and the price that he paid and the sacrifice that he made on the cross of Calvary. They met in small groups in homes for communion. And they shared their meals with great joy and thankfulness. They were eating together, talking about God's Word together, encouraging each other, holding each other accountable. It's a wonderful biblical model. Verse 47 says, praising God. The whole city was favorable to them, and each day God added to them all who were being saved. Can I encourage you something, church? Get plugged into one of our community groups. Let me tell you what happens. I believe this. I believe this so deeply. Life change best occurs in a small group setting. Listen, listen. You can worship with the crowd, but you can't fellowship with one. You see, you you can come in this place every Sunday and leave, and we don't even know you're here. Four services. But you get in a small group, we know you're there. You, You can worship with the crowd, but you can't be held accountable by one. You, you, you can worship with the crowd, but, 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 you, but needs can't be met in a large group setting. 
You can worship with the crowd, but, but nobody can pray for your individual need in a setting like this. We don't have time to go by each person. And you, you wouldn't come back to this church if I did that. Who wants prayer requests? Everybody, let's lift your hand. Come talk to him again and talk to the microphone less. You wouldn't come back. We don't have time for that. But in a small group setting, 10, 12 people, you can pray. You can spend time praying for one another's needs. So you can worship with the crowd, but you can't fellowship with one. You've got to get connected in a community group. Man, this is where people get cared for. We've got community group leaders in hospitals raising up leaders where needs are being met. People are growing spiritually. They're talking the Word of God. They're holding each other accountable. Iron sharpens iron. You were never meant to live life on your own as a Christ follower. You've got to move. Listen, you say, Pastor, give me the, sum up this message in one sentence. One sentence. Here, here, here's one sentence. Take the next step. Take the next step. Listen, I don't expect you to be some spiritual giant. If you haven't been coming to church, just take the next step. Get committed to church. Just, just take the next I want you to grow spiritually. Listen, for some of you, you've been doing this a long time, and you camped out here, and you're stuck here. Listen, listen, get committed to reading the Bible and praying yourself. Get to starting point. Learn how to pray. Learn how to read the Bible. Learn how to overcome the devil. Learn how to uh, get victory over sin. Learn, learn how to exercise your faith. Get here. Get here and start growing and start praying and reading your Bible every day. Some of you may need to take two steps, man. You need to take two steps in the process. You need to start serving. You need to start giving out. You need to get your eyes off yourself and your family. Get your eyes on other people, a lost and dying and hurting world. And, and you, you, you're qualified to train people and equip people and minister to people. And you need to start serving. Take the next step. Some of you need to take the step and, and from here over to community groups, home plates, where, where life change best occurs and you're held accountable and you get cared for, and you care for other people, and relationships are built, and you study God's Word, you share your burdens, you share your, your needs, and you're ministered to, you need to get around and take the next step. I don't know what the next step is for you, but I'm challenging you as a church family. Would you take the next step? It's my prayer. It's my prayer that you would grow spiritually. And it's up to you. I can only do so much. But I'm challenging you at the beginning of 2008 to take the next step and just watch what God does in your life. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thanks so much that I'm able to clarify the vision and share the vision.